welcome to the How to Learn Anything course from Plato University, where you're going to learn the science-based tools of pro learners to accelerate your learning, remember more, and master any hard skills. These are the secret techniques they didn't tell you in school. If you're passionate about changing your life with learning, join us at Plato.University to get exclusive content with every lesson. I'm your learning guide, Brandon Stover, and let's get started. All right, now that we've finished our learning plan, it's time to begin the learning process and our path to mastery. We first begin this learning journey in the explore phase. We learn the fundamentals, the foundational concepts or base knowledge. The main goal at this stage is to get your feet wet and develop some hands-on feel for any skill or topic that you're learning. If you remember back to the trivium of classical education, this is known as the grammar of a subject, which answers the question of the who, what, where, and when of any subject. So what exactly is foundational knowledge? Well, foundational knowledge is the knowledge that all other knowledge and understanding stems from. It's the basic building blocks of anything you're learning. It's the key principles of a skill that will be used over and over and over again. Sometimes this knowledge is referred to as first principles. A first principle is a foundational proposition or assumption that stands alone. When you're building arguments or reasoning, you cannot deduce any further down than first principles. And that's why these principles are so valuable. Because when you're reasoning from first principles, the idea is you're breaking down complicated problems into basic elements and then reassembling them from the ground up. Well, we can think about our learning and foundational knowledge the same way. We're breaking down these topics or these skills into its basic elements so that we can learn each of them and then reassemble them so that we can master a skill. The other reason it's important to focus on foundational knowledge and master these before anything else is because these are the things that are never going to change. They're the areas that are virtually guaranteed to be valuable in the future no matter what happens. As we know, our world is rapidly changing, and that means we have to constantly update our skills and the knowledge that we have. But if we can start to learn some foundational concepts that underlie all of these skills and knowledge sets, when things are changing in the future, we're more able to adapt and quickly upskill when we need to gain new skills in order to be effective in the new world. And this is how we'll approach our learning. We're going to learn the foundational material, the first principles, and then we'll start stacking skills on top of that. They kind of branch out. So you can think of these first principles as a trunk of a tree. And as you learn these, then you start to build out branches that relate to that trunk skill or trunk knowledge that you have. And as you start to master those branches, different skills, then you'll go out even further and start to specialize in a few things, which you could consider the leaves of the tree. And just like the changing of the seasons, those leaf skills are going to change all the time. But our trunk knowledge that's holding up the tree is never going to change. And this brings us to our second point of why learning foundational knowledge is so important. Because it's the foundation that we build all of the rest of our knowledge on top of. See, when complex information is to be acquired, learning is enhanced when you take advantage of existing associations to provide the most basic material first, and then new integrate new material a bit at a time. And this has been supported by many research studies, which we'll link to below. Presenting foundational material first provides a backbone to which one can attach additional information, allowing an organized mental structure to be built up over time. You'll also learn as we go through this course and present techniques that learning is enhanced by associating information what is already known. Another point to why you should learn foundational knowledge first is because it helps with transfer. The ability to learn a skill in one setting and apply it in an entirely new one. And we're able to do this because we rely on principles that underlie all situations. 
See, learning typically requires not just becoming familiar with examples, but also understanding the underlying principles that organize and integrate those examples. The key to FAR transfer is to distinguish between surface characteristics that may be happening in one particular situation and the underlying deep characteristics, which tell you which knowledge should be transferred to this present situation. For example, the principles of debate can also be used in teaching, but that doesn't require becoming confrontational, a surface characteristic of doing debate, but rather being sensitive to the other person's goals and perspectives, a deep foundational principle of doing debate. In general, making explicit the ways that information relates abstractly are also known at the deep structural level of something you're learning to other information that you may be learning along the way enhances memory. And as we mentioned before, the practical reason for why you should learn foundational knowledge first is because this focus on the fundamentals is going to help you in your career. They're the things that don't change and they will serve you over your entire career and your lifetime. So now let's discuss how we can identify the fundamentals and start learning them. Now you've already done a huge portion of this work in the last few lessons when we were talking about creating a learning plan, because at the beginning of that learning plan, we're helping to identify the fundamentals. So the first step you need to do is review your research and plan and identify which concepts are at the core of all other concepts that you need to learn. These will be the ones that you focus on first. Next, when you start learning, Build on your prior knowledge and associations that you already have from all your other years of experiences and learning up to this point. When learning something new, the more associations you can bring with the information already stored in your memory, the better. You are not a blank slate. The more you can associate with things you know, the easier it will be to learn new concepts. And as you learn, this effect will compound, making any learning endeavor in the future much easier. A very simple example of this is when meeting a new person you might better remember their name by associating their face with somebody that you already know of the same name. Here you're building on prior associations, helping to embed the new memory in your mind associated with that. And this is what we want to do with all of our foundational knowledge, is when we're learning it, try and tie it to information that we already hold in our mind. It'll start to make it stickier. Of course, we're going to go over a ton of techniques for when you're learning anything to make it stickier, but this will get you started. The third step in learning the fundamentals is to learn directly if possible. Learn skills that have direct application to what you want to do. So for example, if you wanted to learn a language, rather than playing with a bunch of language apps, you could converse with actual people in a setting that you would use the language. Or let's say that you're learning to become a coder and you're gonna work with a team. Rather than practicing coding scripts in isolation, try and get a partner or some collaborative peers that wanna code something together mimicking the way you would actually do it in the work environment. So identify these foundational skills and figure out how you would use them in actual application for what you want to do, for the problems that you want to solve. Then as you start learning and practice them, do them in a direct approach, trying to mimic the environment that you would actually use them in. And the reason that we're doing this is to help with transfer of the knowledge. Transfer happens when you learn something in one context, say in a classroom, and are able to use it in another context, say in real life. Unfortunately, transfer is also something that, despite more than a century of intense work and research, has largely failed to occur in formal education. And this is probably no surprise to you. When you've gone through formal settings of education, how much do you actually apply what you learned into situations in your life? So the more we're able to learn something that can be learned directly and applied in the situation that we're going to use it, the more this is going to increase our ability to transfer knowledge and skills. 
But again, this is also why we're practicing the foundational concepts first, because it's going to underlie all the other skills that we're learning. Greater increasing the probability of your knowledge actually transferring to those new situations. But practicing directly also helps with transfer because you're practicing these skills that you're learning in real life. And many real life situations mimic each other. They have the same type of considerations that you have to take into account when you're trying to solve a problem in real life. So how can we actually start to learn directly? Well, we're going to cover four different things that you can use to start learning these foundational concepts directly. We're going to cover projects, immersion, simulation, and overkill. The first is projects, which is pretty straightforward. This is where you're engaging in project-based learning, engaging in actually creating and applying a skill rather than just passively reading a textbook or li listening to a lecture. The rationale is simple. If you organize your learning around producing something, you're guaranteed to at least learn how to produce that one thing. On the flip side, if you just listen to a lecture or read a book, you may spend a lot of time taking notes and reading, but not actually achieving your goal. So an example is learning to program by creating your own computer game. Our second tactic is immersive learning. Immersion is the process of surrounding yourself with the target environment in which the skill is practiced. This has the advantage of requiring much larger amounts of practice than would be typical, as well as exposing you to the fuller range of situation in which the skill applies. So for example, you could be learning a language and actually immerse yourself in the culture and areas that this language would be used. For example, if you're learning French, maybe you go to a French-speaking country and actually try and learn this by speaking to native people in French. Joining communities of people who are actively engaged in learning can have a similar impact, since it encourages constant exposure to new ideas and challenges. For example, novice programmers might join open source projects to expose themselves to new coding challenges. This is also why we have the Plato community, for you to engage with your peers in different types of projects and learning. Tactic number three is doing a simulation. Immersion and projects are great, but for many skills, there's no way to actually practice the skill directly. We could take the skill of becoming a pilot or performing surgery, in which it's not even legal to practice them in real situation until you've already invested considerable time into training. We overcome this by doing a simulation. It's important to note that what matters for transfer is not every possible feature of the learning environment, such as what room you're in or what clothes you're wearing while you learn. Rather, it's the cognitive features, the situations where you need to make decisions about what to do and cue knowledge that you have stored in your mind. This suggests that when direct practice isn't possible, a simulation of the environment will work to the degree to which it remains faithful to the cognitive elements of the task in question. So if we go back to our example of flying a plane, that means you're practicing in a flight simulator, just as long as your program sufficiently calls on the discriminations and decisions a pilot actually needs to make. If we go back to our language learning example and trying to learn French, maybe you're not able to actually go to a French-speaking country. But what you can do is get on a Zoom call with native speakers, which would be very close, a simulation of actually speaking with these people in the native area. Our final approach to learning this foundational material directly is to use the overkill approach. And this means to increase the challenge of which you're applying the skill so that the skill level required is wholly contained within the goal that is set. This means putting yourself into an environment where the demands are going to be extremely high so you're unlikely to miss any important lesson or feedback during the process. So for example, if you're going to learn how to become a public speaker, you could sign yourself up to compete in the world championship of public speaking. Obviously, this is very extreme, but in order for you to do well, you're going to have to learn a lot. 
And during the process, you're gonna get a ton of important lessons and feedback. Going into this environment can feel intense. You may be afraid to stand on stage and deliver a speech you haven't memorized perfectly, but oftentimes these fears are only temporary. If you can get enough motivation to start this method, it's often a lot easier to continue in the long term. One way you can overkill a project is to aim for a particular test, performance, or challenge that will be above the skill you strictly require. For example, if you're learning a photography skill, you could actually set up an exhibit in the future, putting your work on display. Deciding in advance that your work will be viewable publicly alters your approach to learning and will gear you toward performance in the desired domain, rather than just checking off boxes of facts learned. In our next lesson, we're going to discuss what this learning looks and feels like, and then continue the rest of the course by giving you the techniques associated with this type of learning. Our activity today is for you to identify the fundamentals of the skill or knowledge concepts that you want to learn, and then begin exploring that skill or knowledge set. And over the next few days, we'll give you some techniques to rapidly increase your ability to learn and remember the new knowledge that you're learning. Thank you for taking the How to Learn Anything course. To get everything you need to become a pro learner, including advanced resources, personal coaching, and a community of passionate learners just like you, then visit plato.university slash courses slash learning and join us for free. Again, that's plato.university slash courses slash learning. This course was produced by Plato University, where students turn passions into purpose and learn skills to change the world. Learn more at plato.university.